This is Gabriel Wrench with your Cross Baltic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. Native American son of Redskin logo designer says it's not offensive. How about that? According to Daily Wire, while many have been celebrating the Washington Redskins' decision to officially change the team nickname into something less triggering, not everyone is happy about the development, including the Native American family of whom the man originally designed the NFL team's logo. The Redskins logo that America knows today was originally designed in 1971 by Native American Walter Blackie Wetzel, whose iconic image depicted John's Two Guns White Calf, a Blackfeet chief who also appears on the Buffalo Nickel. Wetzel grew up on the Blackfeet Reservation in Montana and was eventually elected president of the National Congress of American Indians in Washington, D.C. He was instrumental in the Redskins franchise logo that changed the the R to the current depiction of the Native American. Wetzel's son, Lance Wetzel, said the logo evokes pride in the Native Americans and should not be considered offensive. Though he understands the decision to change the team nickname, he believes the logo should stay. Fight Lafice Conference in Nashville, October 1st through the 3rd. If there ever was a time to soldier up, that time is now. Join us at the first annual Fight Laugh Feast Conference in Nashville, October 1st through the 3rd. The theme of this year's conference is weapons for this war. And we're excited to bring all our friends together for some fellowship, psalm singing, and to hear some high-octane speakers for the glory of God and to our good. We extended the early registration deadline to July 31st, so don't lose your seat. Sign up now. Don't wait. Sign up for the first annual Fight Laugh Feast Conference in Nashville, October 1st through the 3rd. Seating is limited. Go to fightlaughfeast.com and register today. Obama-appointed federal judge permanently blocks Georgia's heartbeat abortion law. According to Discern.com, the federal district judge Steve C. Jones, a Brock Obama appointee, has permanently blocked the state of Georgia's heartbeat abortion law, claiming that protecting all human children with a beating heart violates the Constitution. That's right. You you heard that correct, that uh, protecting all human children with a beating heart actually violates the Constitution. The decision makes permanent the temporary block Jones imposed October 2019 that prevented the law from going into effect pending review. The state is now prohibited from ever enacting House Bill 481, which banned the intentional ending of a human life in utero once a detectable human heartbeat was identified. Abortion advocacy organizations who brought the case, like those with Atlanta-based Sister Song, held the decision as a major win for bodily autonomy. However, state officials like Republican Governor Brian Kemp vowed an immediate appeal of the anticipated decision from Jones. Brian Kemp says, we will appeal the court's decision. Georgia values life, and we will keep fighting for the rights of the unborn. So Sister Song and and those who are uh, pressing this decision are crying out bodily autonomy at the same time probably wearing a mask because the government's requiring them to. Petition to change the name of Lynchburg draws support from actual Jerry Falwell Jr. According to Discern.com, Jerry Falwell Jr., president of Liberty University, says he supports a petition to rename the city of Lynchburg, Virginia, where the university is located. In a recent statement, Falwell said the name has been an embarrassment to Liberty University ever since we started. He acknowledged the city is named after Quaker leader named John Lynch, but said many people assume it has a darker meaning. It's kind of funny because it actually does, as I will note later. Falwell said, many people from Liberty have told me that when they travel and tell people where they are from, they're often asked, why in the world would you want to live in a racist place like that? 
It's because people take lynch and they think it means there were lynchings here. <laughs> That's a funny quote. An online petition started by a local resident, Daisy Howard, had garnered more than 5,500 signatures as of mid-July. The petition is aimed at Lynchburg City Council. Daisy Howard says, The name of a city should not have such violent, racist, and horrifying connotations. I understand it was named after a man named John Lynch, but why do we insist on explaining that when people react to its name poorly, understandably so, why do we insist on defending it? We understand the power in the word. We need to erase the power that the word holds over the connotation to our city. Now, what's interesting in all this, and it appears that you know Jerry Falwell Jr. and uh, this lady who started the petition, Daisy Howard, do not know the actual connection here. John Lynch was one of six children, and his brother Charles was a judge and actually believed to be the namesake of lynching. So it actually is highly likely that John Lynch is connected to, through his brother Charles, the actual name behind the word lynching. Crews to introduce legislation making governments that withhold police protection liable to private property owners. Again, according to Discern.com, Senator Ted Cruz on Monday said he was introducing legislation that would make local governments liable to private property owners in if officials withhold police protection. Cruz tweeted this out, actually. Minnesota Dems willfully allowed Minneapolis to burn and then blamed the police whom they demonized. Now they want the federal government to pay the bill. And uh, I believe Toby reported this on, on the Daily News yesterday that Donald Trump has actually denied federal funding to Minneapolis, to the city of Minneapolis, over this very issue. Ted Cruz says, I'm, I'm introducing legislation to make local government liable to property owners if officials deliberately withhold police protection. Cruz's announcement came just days after the Trump administration reportedly denied a $500 million federal aid request submitted by Minneapolis officials to address the damage incurred from rioting in the wake of George Floyd's death. Minnesota Republican Representative Tom Emmer lobbied the president to reject the request for aid. If the federal government is expected to assist in the cleanup of these unfortunate weeks, it has an obligation to every American prior to the release of funding to fully understand that the events which allowed for this level of destruction to occur and ensure it never happens again, Emmer said in a statement. Walls' office released a statement addressing the Trump administration rejection of federal relief. He says, the governor is disappointed that the federal government declined his request for financial support. As we navigate one of these most difficult periods in our state's history, we look for support from our federal government to help us through it. This is Gabriel Wrench with Cross Politic Daily News. Support Rowdy Christian Media and join our club at FightLaughFeast.com. With your partnership, you will get a Fight Laugh Feast t-shirt, discounts to our annual conference, and access to our club portal. Our club portal includes episodes on pastors and politics, East Coast tour content, God and government, and backstage interviews, and a lot more. You can find all our shows on our app, so you also need to download our app. Type in Fight Laugh Feast in your favorite app store. Lastly, we hope again to see you at our first annual Fight Laugh Feast conference in Nashville, Tennessee, October 1st through 3rd. Go to fightlaughfeast.com to register. Have a great day, and we're blessed.